Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Maybe today's the day I brigade What the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80 as the gold G. Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. And break 80. This is episode 38 of the Break 80 podcast, and with the golf week that it was, we got plenty to cover and discuss. But first, I'm joined here by Mike and Tim, and I think it's only right, fellas, that uh, we propose a toast to three consecutive weeks of picking the winner as Tim uh, goes on a giant limb and picks Rory McIlroy to win in Dubai. So yeah. cheers, boys. Well deserved. Cheers. I talentless... have to bet the farm to win. A talentless hack wins in the desert. <laughs> exactly. And I'm surprised you can... didn't burn up down there. The uh, Irish aren't known for their their wherewithout in the the sun. Yeah, he's northern. He's northern Irish. He's really he's not fully Irish. Depending, uh, on, who, depending on depending on who you listen to, they say the kids say he's built different. Yeah, he's stud. Well, we're we're gonna start with uh, you know there's a lot to lot of stuff going on in golf. It was a great week for golf, um, you know, good and bad and and in between. But let's start with some farmers headlines. We got the you know the play of Max Max Homa down the stretch. You got uh, Sam Ryder's outfit, John Rahm basically shitting the bed on the final round. Got to get this right Saturday. Um, Tory Pines I thought delivered a good product. Uh, where do you guys want to start? Oh, Joggergate for sure. Joggergate. All right, let's talk fashion. It. It's uh. I don't, I don't, where are we at? It's been, joggers have been around for what, four or five years. And we're still, when everybody wears one, we're still complaining about this. It, this makes zero sense to me. I think it's the transition from joggers as an athletic wear, like where you were wear it working out or something like that. I think it took a little while to transition onto the golf course, I think is the, the holdup. I've had my black joggers, the Adidas ones for three years now though. And I, wasn't the front line of this by any means yeah. they've been out for a while i play once in a while in joggers they'll they're fine I, it's, it's people are acting like he wore a pair of freaking levi's out there or something to play golf in it was just well i suppose because he's showing too much little it was they were higher than normal i suppose maybe i don't know look at the two guys proposing the the animosity against joggers though i mean if 
if John Daly put on a pair of joggers, he'd look like uh, a, a sucker on a stick, right? I mean, they're for very fit people. John Daly has no business giving anybody fashion trend advice with the, with the crap that he wears, the loudmouth stuff, which it has its place, I guess. But yeah, and then Phil, you know, Phil was, Phil had an all star weekend of tweets about. Yeah, I actually have Phil's. I got Phil's tweet here. It says he he says the tour doesn't allow shorts, but it will allow this week's leader to wear joggers with ankle socks, showing four inches of ankle. I'm no fashion guy, clearly. I never will be, but there are some things I just won't ever understand. See, it's a good thing that Elon owns Twitter now, or else Phil probably would have been kicked off. He is going straight Kanye on that Twitter right now. <laughs> our guy, our guy from Minnesota, Eric Van Royen, then replied with just a picture of Phil when he had that freaking button down dress dress golf shirt all the way from Mizzen Man, whatever it is. And that was this the perfect response. But God, I, I, I love that commercial though, the flexibility commercial. Yeah, it's just it's human nature, I guess, to resist change. But I just I was thinking about this today, and I might write a little thing about it for a newsletter. We're kind of starting. The golf industry is kind of slow to adapt things that are different. Um, the golf glove. I looked up when when the golf glove was invented. It was like 1900, and there were ads all through like the tens and twenties. And it wasn't until like 1940 that somebody won big time with it, Sam Snead. And it wasn't until like the 50s and 60s when Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas wore gloves that everybody started wearing gloves. It took like 50 years to adopt the glove. And same thing with persimmon drivers to Metalwoods. I mean, in the late 90s, guys were still playing persimmon when Metalwoods had been out forever. It just, I don't know. Mack O'Grady played around in 2004 still, for God's sakes. It just it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me why it's so slow to adapt or such a big deal for some of these things. See, I, I think the fashion follows the fashion though. So we're seeing a reemergence of something that was around a long time ago where really knickers are now joggers. <laughs> I, in essence, they are. I mean, you've got something that's tailored at the very bottom. And I think if, if you follow some of the other trends too, and the collars that have happened throughout the years, the blade collar is nothing new. It's been around. It was it was around with a bow tie over the top where you'd expose the entire riveting. Yeah, well, I think what we should see next, the return to the golf blazer. <laughs> some of the some of the new cotton. Mike Mike and Jeff know I love a good blazer, uh, but a, a return of like some of the performance cotton or performance fabrics in a blazer that you can actually wear out. That's another layering option. And for apparel companies, it's a whole new item to sell. Hmm. Have I, to you know, I don't know. I mean, well, <laughs> good luck on that one. Yeah, yeah, I, free, I, to swing freely in the tweed blazer, but uh, uh, so much for our merch store having a, well, a, you a got, blazer. You got, um, Break eighty blazer. Yeah. The, uh, I, the other one is is the hoodie. You know, the hoodie was the big. Uh, you know, wearing wearing hoodies to on the golf course, and it's like it's kind of come to the point where it's like you know. Maybe outside of jeans, I guess jeans don't look great on the golf course. But like, wear what you want. I, I mean, I don't know what else what else to say. I mean, you got, obviously you're a professional golfer, you got to have some sort of class out there. But even you know they're up in arms over the untucked shirt from JJ Spawn in Hawaii. It's like it fit there. I mean, I don't. So you know, it's just one of those things. You gotta you gotta take it for what it is. You're always gonna have people that don't like it, and and you gotta have something to talk about, I guess, on Twitter. So. I actually thought that Sam Ryder looked pretty sharp. Like uh, this, this is a hot take and some listeners are definitely not going to agree with me, but black shoes 
shitty most of the time. They don't look good with most things, but they looked good with the black sweater and like those whatever the hell color pants that were like cranberry or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And black. It was a good. It was a good look. People just couldn't handle that he had a little bit of ankle showing from a pair of joggers. I don't know. My my uh, my uncle Stu has always said that cranberry goes with anything. So I mean, you can. I mean, he's always just not, just not go with. Yes, I got this. I got a little cranberry today. I just wanted to wear that with something really whack, and it, it feels sh- like it just kind of still goes. It shouldn't go with Thanksgiving. Who eats that cranberry shit? <laughs> like, that, gross. Yeah, Where else do? When else do you even encounter cranberries? But Thanksgiving. I got dogs howling upstairs here. They, they, they sure. don't like. They don't like cran. They don't like cranberry either. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I mean, no one likes cranberry. I, I was going to go with a wine color over the the cranberry, but to to each their own. The other. It, it's tough to match those obscure colors, though. Like I've got a, a slightly off blue, like a lighter blue pair of pants. I think I've worn them twice. It's just a hard thing to try to match compared to your typical navies, grays, blacks, yeah. etc. And the other thing that people maybe don't understand is like, so Sam Ryder's a Grayson guy. I don't, we don't know like what that contract looks like. He he might have to wear whatever the hell they tell him to wear. Like you're wearing, you know, we sell these these joggers for one hundred and sixty eight dollars. We need people wearing them. You know, Justin Thomas is Grayson now, so he wears the joggers. Like they might say, you need to wear some of these things. We're paying you to do it. Eric Van Royen's Grayson. Those are all jogger guys. Going back on that. Oh my God! Someone was telling Cantlay and Adam Scott to wear what they wore. <laughs> I mean, the, the again, team monochrome. Unique Low is gonna is gonna regret the day they don't listen to me and they sign Cantlay. So those guys can be the the, the monochrome duo. Well, let's stay on the let's stay on the Sam Ryder uh, topic here. You know, we we actually got an opportunity to walk with him at the 3M Pro Am for nine holes, and he was. I don't know. Fascinating guy. Hit the ball really well. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we saw him make a lot of putts, but I mean, in that wind, he was had a great ball flight. One of the things that I found very interesting, because I remember talking to him, I think I mentioned this in another podcast. I remember if you watched him this week, because he was on TV quite a bit for being the leader for most of the time, he, he always would tuck his front shirt under his lead arm. And I saw this TikTok probably now about a week and a half ago. And, and trust me, I've been working out in the lab. Gary Player does not like when you have any. Gary Player does not like when you have any space between that lead arm and and if he can reach in there and find any, he says it's not not a good swing. So it's interesting now that watching Sam Ryder be on TV, he tucks his shirt underneath. He kind of gets that feel and he goes up and hits it. So for those of you out there searching for something, give that a shot. Tuck your uh, lead arm. Take a little bit bit of your shirt. Tuck it in there, keep it tight on your take back. Make sure that arm doesn't get away from your body. Kind of keeps you more connected. I thought that round we walked with Sam Ryder for well, he was nine holes. Calum Terrell was the other nine. He was super analytical, you know, with the golf. So you could tell he had a process and he was very analytical about the way he did things. I don't, I wouldn't say mechanical, but he just kind of thought things too. I, I think he'll he'll win sometime. He's good. Uh, I think Max Homa said that in the press conference too. He's he's like, you know, Sam's going to win out here. He, it's just really hard to win is what Max Homa said, basically. Um, but yeah, not that, for I mean, Max. Doesn't no, seem not, like it's hard for Max. No, n- not in California. He's won four times already. California um, killer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Sam Ryder, that was a good showing for him. I'm sure he learned a lot from that. Well, let's, uh, let's transition to Max. I mean, the dude is what I like to, and he, and he went on a big boy golf course. I, I, he loves California. 
he's becoming a monster. Like he has turned into one of the best closers in the game. In fact, the last four holes, I just wanted to hear, like, I know it's not live, but wouldn't it be fun in the loudspeaker to all of a sudden hear enter Sandman as, as Max Homa tries to close out like Mariano Rivera last four holes. Would that be sick as he gets on the tee box? Is Metallica the, the Cali vibe? Um, you know, I don't know what, what would be a, good, a better one, but <laughs> I think I mean, totally... the Cali underground vibe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're making they're making EDM out of it now. Uh, I'm not sure if Max Home would be all about the Metallica. I think he'd go with something like smoother, something like Tupac Eurasian and Biggie, or... no Tupac oh, and, yeah. and Dr. Dre. Yeah, I bet so. I mean, I, he's got to be a hip hop guy, Max Homa. I a little bit anyway. He seems uh, like he's just into everything. He is. I think um, I know he, he kind of made light of his own social media joking around because they asked him about that or whatever. But I tell you what, he, uh, he he might, for my money, have the best golf swing on tour right now. It is so smooth and and like simple. There's not a lot of moving parts. It's just, it's just good. And he, he hits that cut and just owns it. That's all he hits when he can is just hit the cut like – if you watched it, 16, you know, it was like, what, two 230 or something like that, back left pin over the gorge. He hit the cut over the gorge to the back left pin. You know, most players would have hit it to the middle, birdied there. He also birdied 11, uh, first time since 1983 that somebody has birdied 11 and 16 in the same round there, which is crazy. And then on 17, T, again, where you got to go over the gorge. You know, remember uh, Louis Eustace in the U.S. Open didn't do it. Homa got up there, hit the cut, hit the cut right over the gorge. A lot of players would have tried to hit a draw, safe side, you know, go to the right side, just turn over a little bit. He stood right up there and just owned that cut that he hits and just flushed him right, right where it needed to be. Yeah, he's a killer. He's, I mean, he's won four times in California, I think, which leads me to the U.S. Open is in California this year, uh, LACC. Yeah, that's, that's really what's left for him. He's progressed from, like, winning those fall events to now winning, you know, Riviera. He won at what Quail Hollow. He's yeah, a, big boy golf courses. Big boy golf courses. Torrey Pines and Quail Hollow are big boy golf courses. So the majors is what's left for him now. And I gotta think he's gonna win one of those at some point. Yeah, ironically enough, he was playing with Colin Murakawa too. Those guys both have that consistent uh fade that they play. And he said he kind of enjoyed watching what he what he does and kind of took took from that and and kind of dialed in his own little you know, doctor, you, you know, surgical precision, you know, like, like Colin does. So. Yeah, he's good. He's got a good demeanor. He's laid back. They did like, they did the live walk with him, you know, where they had the mic on him and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that right. Kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. He's a good dude. Well, before well, we get to bad play, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Good play. I've got some bad play uh, talk. So if you guys have anything else that you saw that was good play. Ricky Fowler. He was back in the okay. in the mix. Uh, the BDR, all right. Nowhere near as flat a golf swing, if you noticed. He's been he's back with Butch Harmon, and Butch Butch claimed he was going to win this year, and he's he played pretty well. He could put the put the eyes out of it. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Walker, Jimmy Walker sighting and like T thirteen. So some of the names from you know five six years ago are we're back at it. Yep, Jimmy F Lyme's disease. No, Ricky. Um, I thought it was like a, it almost seemed like a major. Did not feel kind of like a major venue, like thick, thick, rough, t- you know, tight fairways. It just 
it felt like you're kind of watching a major. Yeah, I like it. I, it is so refreshing to see the winning score at what it was home like 15 or something, 16 or yeah, you know, and not like 26 under par. Like at least test these guys a little bit. You know, like this week again, might depending on the wind, it could be 20 some under pebble too. But I like that when it's a little with a little stiffer competition there, like golf course wise. Well, I have a list of people speaking of that that did not did not break 80 this week on one of their rounds. It could have been, you know, if they missed the cut, one of the one of the two rounds, or it could have been one of the four rounds that they played. But this list is um, goes almost 20 deep. That's how hard this golf course was, and and most of it obviously was on the the south, the north course. I, I had a split here that you guys would be you know shocked. A guy that shot really well in the north and blew up on the bat on the on the south so here's some of the guys some of the names you'll know some you do not know but i thought we'd list them here we gotta stay on brand um so kelly craft did not break 80. um arjun atwell did not this one really hurt because i really was really psyched about this guy getting into the tournament he, he monday qualified spencer levine oh. did not break 80 so, on one of the rounds unfortunately go back to going back to arjun atwell for the listeners to get an idea of how Good you picked him for are. something, right? Huh? You'd picked him for something. No, no, no. But to get an idea of how good these guys are and yet how hard this golf course can be, Arjun Atwal, like two years ago, came to the 3M Monday qualifier at Victory Links, had never seen the golf course before, walked on and shot 62 to win the to win the uh, 3M Monday qualifier, first time playing the golf course. So it's not like he's just some hack that can't yeah. play. <laughs> And this next guy has kind of shown a little bit of resurgence. I, I think, you know, we've seen him in, in some big events, you know, a couple of years back, but David Lingmurth yep. um, is another one. Kyle Stanley did not break oh. 80. Um, this name I did not know, MJ Dafu, never heard of that one. J.B. Holmes is, has actually played, had a chance to win at Tory at one point. J.B. Holmes is on that list? He is on that list. J.B. Holmes <laughs> had a rough go of it the last year. Yep. Uh, Philip Knowles, don't know him. Jimmy Herman, um, Bryce Garnett won last year. Harrison Endicott, hadn't heard of his name. Ben Taylor, Joey uh, Verzich. This is a name that you guys would know. He's the, and let's just see if you guys know this guy. He is, he loves Thursdays at Augusta. Oh, Charlie Hoffman, baby. Charlie, Chuck Hoffman. <laughs> That's yep. like that. Chuck Hoffman. Smiley Coffin. You know, you know that Charlie Hoffman's getting a uh, sponsor's exemption into the waste management. He's like their oldest. He's been a waste <laughs> management guy Glove. forever. The Green Glove. Now, this name is a, is a name that we heard out in, um, I believe it was in, in Hawaii, Hayden Buckley, right? Yeah. He went, now listen to this split. He went 66 on the north course, and he went 80 on the south. Ooh. Well, I think you, that you was thought the vibes going into the south. The, the south, you'd be like, all right, I'm going, I'm playing well, and you just shoot 14 worse than here. That was the bad end of the draw, though. The second day was the really windy day, so if you got the south on the second day, you could put yeah, up a number. I think that's probably what a lot of these guys are. Andrew Novak, and then um, a couple more names. This this name we actually heard going back to well last week. Davis Thompson, right? Mm-hmm. Was was playing really well at the MX. Top the leaderboard. Uh, yeah. Yep. He did not well, did not break 80. One guy was actually picked by two of us, you know, to do something this week. Uh, Ryan Palmer did not break 80 uh, one of his, on the weekend. And he's owned that place. His whole career he's played really well there. To go back and to want... Endicott, he, he was yeah. on the list, right? Yep. He shot 19 under the week before at uh, 
at Palm Springs. That's how much harder this really? golf course is. Yeah. Um, and then the last name I have on here, uh, and I, I saved him for the, for the end because he actually tweeted about breaking 80s. It was Ben on. Oh, um, yeah. He tweeted that he's never tried so hard to break 80. Like, <laughs> of course not. So, so then he celebrated by getting some Chick-fil-A. Uh, so, maybe maybe he'll uh, like and subscribe over here. Is there the no podcast. Popeyes anywhere around? Good God. Come on, you know, do yeah, I don't know. I, I just, you know, when you get a golf course where guys are, are grinding, and there was a ton of 79s and 70s, I'll tell you. I mean, and just to watch Max Homa and, and Finau and, and, and Rom on Friday, you know, them play that kind of, or, or should have been Thursday, actually, Rom went super low. It's just like, it's just incredible to see the dispersion of what really, really good golf looks like versus some of those rounds because they make it look so easy and it's not. Ben on has a little bit of don't give a shit in him too. Cause at the three M two years ago, yeah. he was on, he was on 18 and he was not going to make the cut and he pulls a drive, you know, over by those trees on the left side, kind of yeah, where everybody walks and it's just dirt. He's like two seventy to the, to the fricking to the green and the whole, there's about, I'm standing there with about 30 people and, and he, we're like three wood, hit the three wood under the trees. <laughs> so he did it. Of course he pulled it out and splashed it in the water. <laughs> Just tried the dumbest <laughs> shot of all time. <laughs> that's what you need. That's, that's, Hey, that's making some friends and that's making some fans yeah. right there. That's, yeah. that's what you got to do. Entertain. I mean, they're entertainers, are they not? Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to make the cut. I mean, what are you trying to do is save your, save your stroke average. Saving the golf so, ball. Yeah. Um, anything yeah, else from the those. farmers? Yeah. Now, I don't know. it's it's kind of, it's it's a good event. Gets a good feel. I'm going to talk about the harsh cutover for Ron. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh my God, he was he was all that Golf Channel was talking about until he wasn't. I've never seen them cut over on someone so quickly than his blow up hole. We finally saw that Spanish anger come out again. Well, yeah, you got like in trouble chip, three times or whatever. Yeah, geez. Oh my goodness. I, I, yeah, it took him three chips to get on the green. It goes to show you how hard the game is. I mean, he was just unbe- unbeatable for a few weeks there. Well, you would, he was two back of Sam Ryder. I mean, Sam Ryder's never won before, and he's won the last two events. Like, it's almost like throw throw the entire mortgage on John Rahm to win this event. He's won, he was on a major there. He's won there. I mean, and then just he comes out and just can't get it going, which is something that you know most people probably didn't think was going to happen. Yeah, so I mean, I don't. He'll be fine, I'm sure. He's so good. Well, he's, well, let's let's what transition. That, what does that course. rivalry look like? Uh, do you think? Because Rom's over at Silverleaf too, isn't he? Rom's Silverleaf guy, yeah. I hope so. Is Homa? I'm pretty sure. Maybe I don't know. No they idea. probably play together a little bit. I'm sure. I, there's got to be a crew because Pino's out there too. I I, I actually like I know Rom is uh uh, you know, can be a little fiery, but I think he's a pretty good dude. Like, I, I have a hard time finding finding it possible that people don't like John Rahm and Max Homa. Like, I bet you everybody likes playing with those guys. I think Rahm has put himself out more to hear, you know, whether it be podcasts or interviews before. Like, I thought he was a huge douche, not going to lie. When he first came out, like, he had these expectations, like he's supposed to win every tournament. He was pissed off if he hit one to 15 feet and not two. I think he's really kind of mellowed out, and we've heard him speak a lot, which I think has helped his uh, persona a little bit. I bet in his college days at Arizona State where they played at Papago, he never made as many eagles in the round as Tim and I did, and we played there. 
<laughs> when the course when the course under construction the par fives and the score cover like 200 yards no one can uh, no one can drive a uh, par five green like the break 80 boys <laughs> well let's head up the coast uh we got pebble next uh i you know we, we were trying to think of some of our picks and things like that and, and it's it is not a good field let's let's just kind of call a spade a spade and i feel like this tournament is getting weaker and weaker by the year um i just don't know if it's good timing I don't know if they don't like playing in the pro-am. I think we have one player in the top 10, and it comes to be the 10th-ranked player in the world, Matty Fitz. And then I think we have two others in the top 20 with uh, Hovland and Spieth. So not a tremendous field. They do play three courses, uh, Spyglass, Monterey, and Pebble. Um, Tim, I know you've played. Have you played all those? Monterey's uh, private. Monterey's private, so I have not. Okay, yeah. so not Monterey. Any, We'd any love to comments get out. on any comments on the golf courses? Uh as far as like a fan favorite, most people I've talked to that aren't in the allure of Pebble and its historical prominence like Spyglass better. It it's just you've got a couple of great ocean holes over there. Uh fantastic views in the sand dunes. You're right next to Cypress Point, so you know the land is fantastic. And then you head back into the pine trees. So it's it's just a very scenic, beautiful course where Pebble, you're almost stuck in the the history of it all. I mean, I, I felt like I was trembling on most tee boxes, to be completely honest, because I, I could remember every single shot that Tiger hit or um, Woodland hit or uh, whoever it might have been. That was there previously on a, a U.S. opener at AT and T. Or DJ so. Shitney's pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to well, uh, I'm going <laughs> to drop a hot take here for you. Pebble Beach, overrated golf course. It shouldn't be number one. There's no way everyone comes off that place is like, "Whoa, Spyglass is better." It should not be number one. So I I was I was in Monterey like 12 years ago, and I got a flat tire. And in Monterey, so I'm, I changed the tire. Then I got to the I got the Pebble. This is before you had to stay there. And I go into the pro shop, and you know, like you because you can walk around Pebble. It's kind of got that like, you know, that St. Andrews vibe where they let you walk around a little bit and look at stuff or whatever. And and I at least then they could. But this um, is this is the clubhouse. No, no, I walked around the golf course. Did they yeah. let you? Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh. um, so that guy goes, "You want to play? We have some tee times open today." I was like, "Well." Is it reduced rate? I'd only get like 13 holes and nope, no, we still got to charge the full rate. I'm like, why the hell would I want to pay the full rate to not play like 17 and 18 and like the good holes? But like you look at the golf course, there cannot be another golf course in the world that's ranked very high that has like six, you know, really cool holes in the water. The other two thirds of the course are just very average dog legs. And like, there's, there's a bunch of like, very basic holes correct tim you played there yes to a point there's a couple uh number three for instance if you've played the video game or you've watched the tournament looks like it's this very gradual dog leg left but from that back tee box it looks like you're hitting down an l i it, it's so dramatic looking from the tee it looks like you've got no sliver to hit to so there's some visual deception on a couple holes that's really good yeah, but, but you're paying for six and seven and 17 18, and 18. 17, you know, you're paying one, for like six golf two, holes. Three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
I'm not going to argue that. And the back nine, there's always those forgettable holes. You, you do the par five with the dog like right up the hill. And then the next few are very forgettable until all of a sudden you're at 17 and you're me- remembering Tom Watson's chip. So yeah. it's there's big gaps in that golf course. Uh, not to say there's not a few over at Spyglass as well, but the the flow of the golf course and some of the the holes that had more fun and entertaining shots, I think, is over at Spyglass. And Spyglass, you don't have to stay and play. Well, and if and if you're out there, you can just go play the uh, poor man's pebble, um, Pacific Pacific uh, Dunes or Grove. Pacific, Pacific Grove, yep. Pacific Dunes is that yep. band which is like $110 and it's got a bunch of ocean views and, and holes on the ocean. Doesn't tiger have like a par three out there now? Yeah. The hay, the hay. Yep. The hay. He's got the hay. That was, uh, is it open last year? So the, um, the resort has a couple properties, uh, it, Monterey, is it Monterey country club, uh, Del Monte country club, uh, Spanish Bay, spyglass Hill and pebble. And then now, uh, the hay, which is a part three course. All right. Anything else from the course? Are we ready to rock some picks? Better roll some picks here. Huh? Can we do some, can we do some, can we do four in a row? Never know. Here's the, here's the recap. So Jeff and I with a big zero, nothing but losers last week for us, Jason day. Thanks buddy. Just make a par somewhere not a bogey and you're in the top five for me. Thomas uh, Peters, shit your pants. But Kim who went out on a limb and picked, uh, a, l- a little known player from Northern <laughs> Ireland called Rory McIlroy to win in Dubai. He saved us. He saved us. <laughs> and yeah. he, he also had, uh, Tim also had somebody else here for, uh, oh, he also top picked a, another little known player uh, to win the, the top 20 in the Farmers. Not much of a player, Max Homa. My you don't God. need to bet the whole farm. You don't. <laughs> at, you don't need to like go out of your way to pick the the crazy odds. At plus one. T- at plus one ten. So yeah, Tim got Tim I, for the year got back into the positive at sixty eight dollars and twenty four cents. Jeff's at just a shade under four grand, and I'm just a shade under thirty five hundred. So we've had a good start to the year. Well, guys, it's been good. This is where I leave the casino. I'm up sixty eight dollars. <laughs> That's enough for uh, the buffet. We're going. Uh, <laughs> we're going straight pebble. Because the DP this week is garbage. And uh, here's what we're doing. You get $500. You got to pick the winner. You got to pick somebody in the top 10 who's outside the world golf ranking top 50. Because it's not a great field. And a top 20 who's outside the top 100 in the world golf ranking. You can spend the 500 however you want. Jeff, what are you going with? Uh, well, I'll start. Should we start with the win or top 20? Let's go backwards. Top twenty. Okay, top twenty. I I got a guy that I mean potentially I guess could even win, just going based off of how he's played here. Now his recent form isn't great, but I'm gonna put two hundred dollars on Kevin Streelman to top twenty. Um, he's not like I said good form, but this course suits him. Since 2016, he has made seven starts, and has only finished outside the top twenty once. So to me, this seems like a lock. I know he finished second once. I couldn't remember if that was, you know, was that behind Snedeker or Phil maybe. He was, you know, one of those. I can't remember which he's, who he finished runner-up to, but uh, played well here. So small greens, not long, kind of fits him. All right. You want to do your top 10 also? Or do you want to go around? We can go all around. Right, let's, ri- let's rip them all then. Rip them all. Rip them all. Uh, this next guy, um, Visor Nation, um, 
Bo Hostler. I don't know if he wears a visor anymore, but um, I'm getting him at plus 750 for, for him to put $200 on him. He finished third last year, and out of his 17 starts, out of his last 17 starts, has only missed four cuts. So I just figure he's got some form there. He just hasn't been much in contention. So I'm a little worried about him, you know, contending and, and kind of falling off. But I think he's played well enough. If you're willing to make cuts, you can you can find it here and there. So I hope he, his putter gets hot and he uh, has a good ball striking week. And then uh, I'm sticking on sticking with a guy pick last week. I don't know why. I just I just feel like there's something in there still. I, I just I'm digging deep. I'm picking Justin Rose to win. Um, he does not have a lot of recent form. I, I picked him last week. He did finish top 20, so that, that was good. Putting $100 on him, but he's never finished you know, worse in his last four starts, worse than 29. So I feel like there's good enough form there, but I don't know if it's good enough form to win. But he did finish in 2019 at the U.S. Open, finished third, and he, and he basically – bombed on sunday to finish oh, he, he blew up i mean he, he had i a, think he shot three over ever so he's got yeah. good, yes. he's got he's got good memories let's just say good memories going into this tournament so PTSD. we're just hanging on we're, we're team rose um you know we're just we want to see that that smile out there and uh that wave and so on. that's what i'm looking forward to this week just been watching those shitty mastercard commercials <laughs> over and over again <laughs> just falling in love with justin rose's acting ability I'm looking. Buffalo I'm looking at. I'm looking, I'm looking up Hanma, Hanma clubs online. See if I can buy them. <laughs> the uh, most Tim. expensive golf clubs ever. Yeah, no. nobody plays. Uh, go ahead, Tim. All right. Uh, so, top twenty. He's back. He he's finally done with his golf course. He's back off of his injury. Um, he's played decently well in California before. And Pebble isn't necessarily a long hitting course. It's more about accuracy, as there's some of the smallest greens that the players will see this year. So wanted to go for the odds because I'm coming off my my hot victories last week and all this positive surplus in cash. Uh, so top 20, I'm picking Zach Blair. ZB, the, the, the buck club out there. Baby. And shout out to, uh, if you're uh, Instagram people, the Russian is uh, is his caddy out there i saw there oh Cypress. no way yeah he's caddy he oh, caddies for him we got direct contact to the caddy all right yeah. we're gonna have to tell him about uh about our picks or about my pick at least yeah. so uh next one up back to what works let's we're doing easy odds we're picking someone that's that's played well here before um you hope he hits the green because if he hits the green he's gonna have a great time uh, we're we're going with Victor Hovland for our our top ten. No, you can't. He's, not, like, he's, he's, he's I can't do that one. Yeah. No, you had Joe Damon. I uh, well, we're going the bucket hat crew then. <laughs> he's plus four hundred to top ten. Well, uh, well, let's just say the picks isn't Tim's best fit, best segment. No, it's not. I mean, this is not what I show up for on a weekly basis. Let's be who's completely your, who's honest. Your, who's your winner? You're going out on a limb, I see. Yeah, yeah. Another limb, uh, probably the top favorite to win. Don't broke what uh don't break what isn't broken. Uh, but we're going Speeth. Speeth to win. Jordan, he won in what 2019 was he the winner? He won he's won this event before. I yeah, can't remember what year. 
All right. So Tim's going on the limb again. Here's what I got. Uh, one that I'm not picking, but I just want to throw out there. Uh, for some reason, I just got a feeling that Denny McCarthy is going to, is going to play well at the uh, AT&T at Pebble Beach. He did get T12 last year. And this event has a history of, of lesser known players um, like Ted Potter winning and some other ones. And, and Denny McCarthy can really putt. And so if he's hitting it, okay. He'll be good. My top 20 guy, he's a, I wouldn't call him a dear friend of the pod, but we did. We, we I feel like we are responsible a little bit for this run that this player has made because we showed up to the 3M with the break 80 fan group after uh, he played in the back nine with the four play guys when, when we caddied there at the 3M. That is Callum Taron, the man from England. Um. He doesn't have a great West Coast track record. I think he missed every single cut last year on the West Coast. But he did uh, T25 last week at Torrey, and that's the plus three in the final round. He was up higher. He was up in the almost top ten for a while. So he's maybe figuring it out. He's a uh, – we saw him. He's a great driver of the golf ball, and he's a good wedge player. Uh, statistically, a good wedge player on tour. So that should bode well for a golf course that I believe has the smallest greens of the whole year on the PGA Tour. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to go just a hundred bucks on Calum Taron top 20. Then we're also taking Joel Damon top 10, uh, even though, even though I picked him last week to win. And then he, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago to win. Then he WD because he had a baby or was that last week. No, that was two was... weeks ago. That was American express, American yeah. express. And, um, but uh, this one's a little bit dicey because he has not played an event this year yet. Uh, and in this ca- in this calendar year, he played in the fall, played really well, but he has he has five for five on top 15s at this event. So we're gonna throw a hundred bucks out there that he can to get uh, top ten, and we're gonna put three hundred dollars on my guy this year. This is this is my guy for the breakout player of the year. He is due to win. He has been up there all fall last year. This this year so far, uh, he got. Second in 2021, T5 in 2020. He also just so happened to grow up on hole 15. He had a, his dad's a billionaire, so so he lived on hole 15 for a while. That's Maverick McNeely, who is super talented, was once the number one amateur in the world, and is due to win at some point. He has to win sometime. He's he's knocking on the door all the time. So that's uh that's my pick with three hundred dollars at plus two thousand. All right. We're going for the Mike Tyson knockout blow early in the year. It's got to be a hard, hard life living living there. Yeah, I'm sure. If there's any sleuthers out there that want to do some research for me, hit me up. I want I want to know if he's still dating Daniel King, too. I just haven't – I don't know if they're still together. I don't know. Does he live in Vegas then? Because she lives I, in I don't Vegas. know. I just I, – I like I like celebrity relationships. I like to, you know, follow up on them. I don't get the – I don't get – my wife doesn't get those magazines anymore. I never know who's who's dating who. She Mike, played... if, if they've got a house on that course, I'm sure that they have a jet that can fly them to oh, Vegas sure. if, if they need to commute. I mean, Daniel King plays on one of Timmy and I's home course, Shadow Creek. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. About, say. That's what I say about the old course. You know, that's my home course. I played it, but then Shadow Creek is tough to get on, so that's the second home course. Well, that that's our pick pick segment. Um... And we're hoping to go four for four. We're going to transition. There's a there's some good golf being played in Dubai this week. Uh, you know, we made our picks as Tim as Tim got the winner and Rory he birdied seventeen and eighteen to win. But the real drama was the fact that 
I mean, you could not have scripted this any better. I mean, from the drama on the driving range on what day was that, Tuesday or something like that, with the with T-Gate, and then all of a sudden the two come down to the wire. I mean, how do you script this up anymore? I mean, it's un, it's unbelievable. The only thing that they didn't script was them playing together, which I wish that would have happened. But uh, read, read, he had just read by one, and it just seems like it's the WWE now. Golf has turned into some wacky, wild, like scripted. Steven, who are who are like who are good writers? Like now, Spielberg's a director, but like Stephen King could not make a worse villain or more of a douche than Patrick Reed, even if he tried. Like the guy is such a tool bag, it's unbelievable. Don't talk about my Captain America like that. Hold on, guys. I don't. If we're on the YouTube, I found it. There it is. Yeah, I found the ball. It's right here. If you look on YouTube, I, I'm about halfway up this palm tree right, right now trying to find that ball that he hit into the tree, <laughs> which you can see. Brandel Chambly, some people don't like, had a pretty good slow motion video. It is clearly in the one, like, it's pretty damn clear it was in that one palm tree. And, of course, Reed wanted it in the farther one up so that the drop would be better for the next shot because he's a total tool. I don't know. You're not going to drone up there. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, PGA tours or I suppose not the PGA, but but you know, now the drones are big into golf, right? So, dude, on a drone on site, you can't fly that thing up there and see if his ball's on there. I, I clearly you don't watch Live Golf because Live is famous for their drone work. That's <laughs> how they carry most of their cameras. Actually, yes, Liv, there's absolutely drones available. Why they didn't Liv, do it? Well, that Liv was this different. one was a Live though. Yeah. Well, they they're right across the street. That's a good point, but yeah, they, they fly a couple over. If it was a live event, they would have just pumped up the bass and some chain smoker song on the speakers they have out in the golf course. <laughs> and it would have, they would have shook it right around the damn tree. Yeah, casual golf. Or, or Sergio would have climbed the sum of a bitch and try yeah. to hit on it. <laughs> yeah, yep. See, it's more entertaining golf. So the yeah, best that, of was, golf. that was entertaining. I know it was during what I don't know what time, three or four in the morning, five in the morning, or something like that. With that, with that actual, I could have watched it, but uh, you know. Rory Birding six, 17 and 18 was was uh was kind of a cool cool finish to that to win by one. Yeah, he's a so, stud. He's the man. Yep, so he's off to uh, um so I, other than that that's that's basically all we got. I just want to do a couple announcements. Anything else you guys have from Dubai or anything else in the golf space? Nope. All right. Uh other than just updating the people I I posted on my story that got put on the break 80 story. We all had these initiatives when we started the winter. I know Mike is working out in his palm tree, clearly had to climb up there. Uh, Jeff is in the swing lab. I've gone over to either uh, Golo Golf or uh, 24 Golf to, to start my scientific study on my own swing. But we're uh, 166 drive distance, 110 club speed, and 150 ball speed right now I hope, that, I hope that driving distance is 266 because it's 166 that you're oh yeah yeah not playing. <laughs> <laughs> for somebody that plays 140 rounds of golf in a year if you're at age 30 whatever you are if you are only hitting at 166 oof well maybe it'll be right down the middle if it's that short <laughs> just a monster cut <laughs> so yeah yep yeah, we're working on we're working on our goals we've got uh yeah, we've got we've got a little bit of time here before we can start really swinging the clubs on the outdoors. So we've got to take care of uh, our bodies until then, and work on my flexibility a little bit, trying to get that turn a little bit more, and maybe get get something out of my uh, more of our distance. So 
Well, we did have an announcement this week. Uh, we are actually going to be at the Minnesota Golf Show. Um, that's in the, I think it's the Minneapolis Convention Center, isn't it? Yep. Somewhere yep. Okay. And it's February 24th through the 26th. Um, we're excited to partner with them. We're, we're going to be there the 25th and the 26th, that Saturday and Sunday. Hopefully doing some live podcasting, hanging out, visiting booths. Um, one of the part of that is when we when we do do our, our podcasting, we are going to put together a our own golf course. So the three of us have decided, you know, we're at the Minnesota Golf Show, so we're going to try to keep it local. We're going to try to put together a course um, that is from the public, so more people would kind of know more of the holes. And, and kind of our rules are going to be you can't use a course more than once, so you can only pick one hole from every course, you know, from any course that you're using. But also the hole has to be the hole on your course, the hole that it's originally on. So, for example, if we're taking a hole from the Royal Royal Golf Club, if it's hole one, it's got to be one on your golf course. You know, so it kind of makes it really tough strategy. And I've actually started mine. I'm not going to give you any secrets, but it's not easy trying to plot and plan how you're going to do all this puzzle piece fitting. You've got really good holes that you are leaving out. Um, and Wait, we're, we're doing it number by number. I was just doing it category by category. I guess, Tim, if you want to do it on your course, I'm I'm trying to be strategic about this. I'm trying to take a whole one from a course and make it my whole one. Whole 10 from a course, make it my whole 10. I just feel like that takes a little bit more uh, thinking. I have not oh, started. Man. So I much for started, my Sunday. I haven't started a single thing of this yet, but I'm already in my head envisioning giving the people what they want. <laughs> Every single par three, wedge. Every single every every single par four is drivable par four. Every par five is under five hundred yards, reachable with no trouble. Just gonna be just gonna be pure excitement out there. My perfect golf course, all par fives and par threes. Well, you, you guys do what you want to do. I'm I'm gonna try to have mine somewhat. If they ask me to build one, somewhat realistic. Um, as I can, I'm gonna try to make it a par seventy two. Have. Two par threes on each nine, two par fives on each nine, the rest par fours. That's what I'm going to try to do. We'll see if I can pull it off. But So in theory, it's got to be from 18 different golf courses. That will give you a little bit more shout-outs to different golf courses. And, and hopefully through this, some of the fans interact with us there and talk with us about some of their favorite holes too. So that's kind of the goal of it. We appreciate uh, the Minnesota Golf Show having us out there. We're excited to do it. Make sure you guys uh, get some tickets. We're going to have a giveaway here there as well coming up. Um, so look out for that. Other than that, I guess just shout out for those listeners that have been listening to us. We appreciate it, especially the regs out there. Shout out to the regulars. Um, yeah. we appreciate your support. Um, if, if you could, you know, try your best to re- to review us, subscribe, you know, on our, on our podcast, any of our channels, I think Apple, Spotify, and, and, uh, shout out to Mike and us on YouTube as well. Um, if you'd like to watch, um, and then give us, you know, follow, if you guys want to shout out your follower, follow, uh, tags or, or whatever you want to call them yeah i'm uh mike's at short see it's short sided golf short underscore sided golf on instagram and twitter so i'm feeling like i need to change mine because both of you have golf related stuff and mine's just my name so uh very easy to find timothy o corlett on instagram and uh timothy corlett on facebook yeah i got one for you tinder golf <laughs> the tinder golfer, <laughs> tinder golfer. That's it. that can't be taken can it why does it burn um we also have break 80 podcast at gmail if you have any uh 
questions, inquiries, you want to sponsor the pod, whatever, I guess, send us an email. Also, uh, we're going to be starting a newsletter where we send out like a weekly, each of us kind of write little uh, things about something we see in the world of golf and we'll send it out. So uh, look out for that on our social media. We'll get your email or, or probably send a link out where you can just put your email in and subscribe to that too. All right. Anything else, boys? Nope. Well, enjoy watching Pebble and uh, working on your games, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Later. All right. Maybe today's the day I break 80. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I got to keep it on the 80. It's the gold G. Well, you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.